I recently ended a friendship of over 18 years. So believe me when I tell you, I understand firsthand how breaking up with a friend can feel much like the emotional weight of a divorce. We'll get into this hurtful but liberating truth in just a moment. That's what it is if they cause you to rewind. Sometimes you keep praying. into it peace truth tribe if you're already a part of the tribe if you are not a part of the tribe peace i'm author counselor and coach zara harrison helping you remember that love doesn't lie or expect you to live one why because love is wisdom so we don't have to be a fool for love love is wisdom and that willing that that wisdom is so 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 healing if you've been joining us for healing pain with proverbs you are starting to learn that okay so before i finish the story i wanted to share this poll with you that i did a month ago y'all it was a whole month ago and i asked the next live should be about what 80 percent of you said breaking up with friends so when i saw that i said okay that's a need and I wanted to put together something to help you deal with that. No signs of when it's time to break up with a friendship, uh, signs of when it's time to break up with a friend, signs of whether or not it's toxic, reasons for why that might happen. And then at the end of this video, I have something for you to do to help you get through it if you are struggling with this or if you don't even know that you actually are. Sometimes we don't even know some of the things that we're struggling with until someone helps us see them from a different perspective beyond our hurt, our pain, and our denial. So what happened? This friend lied to me more than three times. And that final lie is what expired our friendship for good. Now, ironically, 18 years before those lies, I clicked with this person and I was drawn, what I was drawn to them most over was the fact that I had witnessed they would not compromise with their integrity. I love people who value integrity, um, who hate lies like the most high does. That's a core value for me. That's a non-negotiable for me. I can't deal with liars, right? Now you can lie and repent and we good, but an unrepentant liar is a non-negotiable for me. That's something that I cannot have in any of my relationships. So when I witnessed the many times that um, she could have lied about certain things and the fact that she did not lie about them, I was like, this is someone who could be a good friend. 
Now, at that time, 18 years ago, I wasn't really all that great on choosing the best friends. I kind of just haphazardly fell into friendships. Now I'm way more selective, but back then I wasn't as selective, right? So as the years went by, I moved a lot, but we kept in contact and we couldn't often see each other. So we talked on the phone, but when I would come into her town, of course, I would reach out to connect with her like, Hey, what's up? Haven't seen you. Would love to go get lunch, dinner, whatever on me. And she always consistently have these excuses and it didn't start out that way. But over the years, this is a span of 18 years, when I would come in and out of town, she seemed to have excuses. Now, I didn't know if they were excuses. I didn't know, um, I didn't know what it was. I just felt something was wrong and it just, it didn't seem like a friendship if you don't see each other. And then when you have the opportunity to see each other, you don't. So I excused it for years, not days, not months, not weeks, years. And I even tried to uh, ignore that we had this problem because we have been friends so long. And so I couldn't ignore it anymore. Um, what I found was that excusing excuses is a lot like tolerating lies. We often like to say, oh, it's just an excuse. But if we really get down to the core of it, it's a lie, you know, say, Somebody asks you to go out, you don't really like them, but you feel like you don't want to hurt their feelings. So you say, oh, I'm tired. And you're not really tired. And you call it an excuse, but it was really a lie. So you find a way to tell the truth without being hurtful to a person. Like, I just don't like you. You may just say, oh, it's not a good time for me right now. Cause it's not, cause I, I don't like you, right? <laughs> but we make excuses and really they're lies and we can get caught up with that. So out of care and concern for her and our friendship, and even an issue that the most high hates, which is lying, um, growing from these, what seemingly is minor excuses to just being a bold-faced liar. And that's ultimately what ended up happening. But before that happened, I confronted her about it because I cared about her and the friendship and just the fact that this is something that y'all values in interpersonal relationships is being able to tell each other the truth. So I confronted her about the facts and then also just how I felt, you know what I'm saying? Cause it's like, when we confront someone, we want to find the facts first that are, you can't dispute these things, but then you also want to say, and this is how this makes me feel. So I did that with her and she apologized, but I didn't sense a complete honesty from her about it. It almost seemed like she was still not being transparent about something like the reason for why I would say, hey, let's get up, or hey, I'm gonna be here, can you come through or come out? And it would always be a reason why she couldn't, and I, I didn't understand that. But I'm like, if we're supposed to be friends, this shouldn't be happening. So on the strength of our year, strength, right? The strength of our years of experience, I excuse it again, out of what we like to say is love. But love is truth, right? Um, when you excuse unhealthy behavior, you hurt not just yourself, but the other person by not holding them accountable to the truth. The wounds of a friend can be trusted. Again, 18 years ago was growing and learning and confrontation and dealing with people lying to you, not being honest or transparent. And I'm not talking about just the average Joe off the street. I'm talking about someone you actually have a relationship with. So out of fake love, I excused it, even though it was a problem. And even though it hurt me, 
because I brought it to her. She apologized. I accepted it. I'm like, okay, I guess we should just move on. Finally, the, the thing that was just like the final straw for me was I had, um, she had gave me her word on two really serious commitments and she did not honor them. And that's my second non-negotiable is not honoring your commitments. Again, if you give me your word, but you don't, and you don't do it, but you repent, we can move forward if it's true repentance. But when you don't give me your word and you don't repent, like that's a non-negotiable for me, right? So we had yet another talk. And now I'm coming to a place where after 18 years, I'm noticing a pattern with her that's very different from the person I met and the thing that stood out to me that warranted someone being a healthy choice for a friend. So she made excuses again and apologized like usual, but an apology is different than repentance, right? The apology isn't complete until behavior changes. When the behavior changes or there's a concentrated, genuine effort, because it may not change overnight, but is there, there's a concentrated effort to change that behavior along with the apology then that's repentance. But when you just, anybody can just say sorry or apologize and then keep doing it, you're not really sorry. That's not really an apology. So she made excuses again, but she did apologize. And it left me wrestling with the fact that her behavior may not change. And I've been in a friendship with someone for over 18 years and I'm confronted with something that not only do is a core value for me, not only is something a standard that I live by, but it's something that I teach and help others to live by. So if I can't do it in my own life with my own relationships and friendships, that's like fraudulent to me. So I'm wrestling with the fact that her behavior may not change and what that requires me to have to decide up against those moral non-negotiables that I live by. One of which, like I told you, was lying. Y'all know, love doesn't lie, respect you to live one. Like, that's my whole tagline, right? What happened when we had this additional talk about her? She's calling it excuses, but really, ultimately, it's, it's lying. Um, she flat out lied again. And the wrestling was finally over for me. As hurtful as it was, it was like, this is not someone who aligns with my life anymore. And so... Again, what a lot of people call lies, um, what, I'm sorry, what a lot of people call excuses is really lies. And uh, when we make a habit or a practice of being someone of um, excuse, we're also becoming a liar. The scripture talks about let your yes be yes and your no be no. Anything other than that is that is what from the evil one. So these are small little subtleties that creep up in our relationships and our friendships. And if we don't address them and confront them, we're hurting each other and the most high. So after processing her patterns for a few weeks over the course of those years, I felt I needed to communicate to her really specifically and give her another opportunity to just repent and really just deal with what was going on because she would apologize, but she didn't really take full ownership. It was like slight ownership, but then excuse. And that's not ownership. And that might work for some people, but for where I am in my life, uh, the, the places that the Most High is taking me, 
um, that's not someone that I can encircle myself with because then it waters me down. Iron sharpens iron. You got to be iron, right? So I communicated that and we ended up, I ended up ultimately having to end the friendship. And um, that was pretty hard because that was, that was uh, recently this, this year. And um, when I tell you I believe what I say and I live by what I say, that is the truth. And I don't care who that person is. And um, it hurt to have to do that. It really, really hurt. But what we must know for ourselves, even when people may call us mean or say we're doing too much or we need to be more forgiving or we need to be more loving or, you know, it's not that serious. We must know for ourselves what our moral non-negotiables are. You have to know that. What is a non-negotiable for you? when it comes to morality, when it comes to integrity. What is that for you? I know what minds are. We have to know that for ourselves so that when we're confronted with situations, we can choose accordingly. So once we know what those non-negotiables are, we have to actually decide to live by them when we're tempted not to, because we're gonna be tempted to not live by the conviction that we have, right? And then not only that, but only build and maintain covenant relationships because that's what a, a friendship is it's a covenant so only build and maintain covenant relationships with people who uphold that moral conviction or standard or principle who honor that moral standard or uh, conviction or principle and who respect those same moral principles if you have not taken prior inventory of your covenant relationships or what people today call friendships, but it's actually covenants. That's why we got to be really careful who we yoke up with because that's a covenant. You may have expired, what I call expired friendship issues, bringing rottenness into the fruit of your very life. That's what's happened. That's what ha that is what happens when we don't take proper inventory of our covenant relationships and make decisions accordingly when we take the inventory it don't make no sense to take the inventory then don't do nothing about it when you notice something is wrong right so in that case here are four things you didn't know you need to accept when it comes to that and the first thing is accept the reasons that it happens because it happens things expire you know what I'm saying? Milk expires. Uh, raw, fresh food expires. Often, what is the, um, you know, you go shopping, things expire. And for whatever reason, we don't think that it's the same thing with people. We often assume that all relationships are supposed to last forever. And that's just not true. And so when we get confronted with an issue, we default to this is supposed to last forever as opposed to let me take inventory of this relationship. Has the season expired? Has the friendship expired? We need to accept that it is not truth that all relationships are supposed to last forever. Some of them are not. And they're just seasonal. That's why we have to take the inventory on a seasonal basis to make sure that iron is still sharpening iron, that our moral convictions and principles are still intact and aligned with this person that we are calling friend or that we're in covenant with. Um, 
Another thing that uh, we want to accept as a reason that a friendship might expire is that there are older versions of you. If you're growing like you should be, you should be growing. And anybody that's in relationship with you, they should be growing as well, right? So you once may have fit a friendship that you've since outgrown. I met this person eight, over 18 years ago. I was a totally different person back then. Um, at that time in my life, yeah, totally did. I'm just going to leave it there. Totally different person. Um, at other times, it's that you, it's not that you've outgrown somebody, it's that you never actually did fit in the first place. But maybe you were not healed or healthy and they weren't either. And you just haphazardly became friends. You know, there are times when we just choose people. Uh, actually, we don't choose them. They, we call it, they chose us. And you gotta be careful about that. Don't just be letting anything choose you. Make sure that you're choosing it as well. But sometimes we fall into friendships without being conscious of whether this yoking is equal. We just, oh, they're nice. Oh, we ended up at the same job. Oh, we ended up at the same gym. Oh, we answered, it must be a sign. And it's not a sign. You know, the enemy sends people as well as the most high sends people. But it could be that this older version of you never fit this person, but you weren't selective at that time. And so we don't want to ever assume um, as time goes by that the number of years we've been in a relationship with someone or the uh, different memories or experiences that we have with someone is the only thing that warrants its validity. That's not true. Years don't warrant the validity of a friendship. Memories don't warrant it. They are components of it, but that's not what actually warrants it. And we'll get into you know seeing what that is a little bit later on. But we wanna get really um, conscious about choosing better choosing better some of us the solution is just choose better be conscious of even choosing stop just letting things just fall into your life and accepting them um i wanted to show you something real quick my other channel my music channel zara royalty channel um i have a, a track called toxic and a video from the perplexity album called toxic and i want to play you this clip because it's based on a lot of what i'm talking about right now about choosing better. So let's just watch this short clip. It's like about a minute. I don't know why I be waiting for you to ask for forgiveness. Witness, I ain't got no witness to what you did to me. So they thinking that it's me and they saying that I'm cold and they saying that I'm mean and it's breaking me down. Making me feel like who they saying I am is true. When it ain't true, it's you, it's you, it's you. I ain't got a problem with taking accountability. In fact, I got a guilt complex, always thinking it's me, even when it's you. It's true, it's true. I think I gotta do better, gotta choose better company. Like it's my turn to monopoly. I think I gotta do better, gotta choose better company. Like it's my turn to monopoly. I think I gotta do better, gotta choose better company. Like it's my turn to monopoly. I think I gotta do better, gotta choose better company. Like it's my turn to monopoly. I know you better go and tell lies on me cause you toxic. 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 That's toxic. I'm working on some new music, y'all. But lately I've just been 
and counsel coach mode. Um, but yeah, choose better. I think I gotta do better. Gotta choose better company. Like it's my turn in Monopoly. You know, in Monopoly, you get to choose the companies that you buy. And you gotta be conscious of what you're choosing because some companies have more value than others. Even though they might cost you more, it's still more value, right? And vice versa. So that was a play on choosing companies in Monopoly, but also choosing company in our life, the kind of company that we keep. Scripture says that, you know, don't be fooled. Who you surround yourself with can corrupt you if they're not full of his spirit, right? So we want to make sure that we consider those things. The second thing that you want to accept includes signs that it's time to break up the friendship these are signs that show you it's time to break up that friendship or that the friendship has already expired right and one of the first things is you're not a priority to them anymore like we talked about in the example that i had with my ex-friend for whatever reason, I still don't know to this day what happened. I don't know, you know, I tolerated it for so many years because I was like, maybe she's embarrassed about something, you know, at her home, or maybe she's embarrassed about something, or maybe, you know, as I've grown and being on YouTube, people act really weird around me when I meet them in person because they see me on YouTube. And I didn't know that that was like a thing. So I'm like, maybe she's nervous, maybe she's scared. Like, I didn't know, I had all these things in my mind, but we would have conversations and, you know, you can just tell when somebody's just not telling you the full truth. So I don't know what it was, and I still don't know what it was to this day. But one of the signs that a friendship has expired is when you're no longer a priority in their life. How do you know that? There's no effort made to connect with you. They don't make an effort to connect with you. You're always trying to make the effort to connect with them. They don't initiate anything. You're the one initiate. Hey, you want to go here? You want to go there? Oh, I got this. Da, 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 da. Um, or if they do initiate or if they do agree to connect, there's a constant backing out. They'll say they'll do it, but then they'll back out. They won't come through. They won't honor their word. That's a sign that you're not a priority to them anymore. Now, look, sometimes temporary um, circumstances like health, you know, issues that a person is maybe they're caring for somebody, like a time when I was caring for a family member, I didn't have time for nobody. You know what I'm saying? Um, or at least I felt that way. Uh, say you have a new baby, there are life altering demands that will cause things to change. And then a person that once was a priority in one way may not be a priority in the same way. But I want you to consider that true friendship, it requires loyalty in those very circumstances. When we're going through our worst, when we're, when we really need support because of some health issue, because of some new baby, bringing me some meals, bring my one friend, oh my gosh, like Oh my gosh, she, every time something happened in my life, she would be, she would show up with food at my door or show up with like, you know, I miss her so much. Um, just being there. So we want to be careful making an excuse that, oh, they got a lot of stuff going on because one of the signs of a loyal friendship is that person being available at the time that you're going through, you know, these things that kind of command a, an, an increase in support from your friend. So um, if they don't consider your presence worth any value in those times, that's a sign you're not a priority to them, right? So you can have a conversation about it with them or you can seek if they're avoiding something that you're doing. Like maybe you're doing something 
maybe you're becoming a burden. So they're trying to put distance between you because you're making life a little bit harder. So maybe it's something in you that needs to change. So have that conversation with them to see like what it is. But if you're a helpful, loyal support and this still continues to happen, they just don't recognize you as that, as that helpful or loyal support. And that's a sign that the friendship may have expired. Another thing to consider is when they do take your help, but they constantly take your help and they rarely give. So you're always the one giving, over giving, and that's a problem because friendship cannot exist truly without reciprocation. So you want to ask yourself, am I, you know, is this, it won't always be equal because there are seasons when you may do more than your friend can do. Um, but it is still from the grand overall scheme, a reciprocation there. It's not you doing so much more outweighing what this other person does to the point where you're not equally yoked. Um, again, you can bring it up and then give it time to see if anything changes. But if that behavior remains, it says that you don't have a friend, you have a taker. And it's wise to break up with users because as we've been learning in Healing Pain with Proverbs about wisdom, Wisdom ain't going to let you do that. Wisdom will show you, break up with a user, okay? So another sign um, that shows you need to accept, look, these are red flags for a breakup or a friend expiration is when you're no longer or you never were equally yoked. And we talked about that a little bit, but here are some ways that you can tell you're not equally yoked. You don't have aligned values in life. You don't value the same thing. You have completely different or opposite values that continually conflict with each other. So that will happen sometimes if either you don't want the same type of friendship that they want or used to want. So you want this deep connection, but their surface level, you know, that's okay. That's just where they are. They don't want what you want, but you're not aligned. You don't want to keep trying to be friends with somebody and you're like, I want this deep connection and they want to remain surface. Um, or maybe you're not headed in the same direction. You know, maybe this is just an unrepentant person. So you can't walk in the same direction because they never repent. So you're always stuck in some kind of conflict. Um, or your non-negotiables are not non-negotiables for them. And so they cross your boundaries and don't even really feel sorry about it because to them, they're like, that's not important to me. You're not aligned. Friendship requires alignment and truth. Alignment and truth. So when you see that you have constant disagreement, when you have constant conflict, it signals that you don't align with each other with each other as friends. Maybe you once did, but it could have expired, right? And what happens is the, the relationship will become less like a friendship and more like an enemy of your very own soul because you're, you're just being constant conflict. And you can't rely on someone to be, if you can't rely on someone to be open and honest with you, but instead you have this constant conflict, um, what happens is you're, you'll find yourself in a friendship that requir requires you to pretend a lot. It requires you to live a lie. And you know over here, lawyers and liars expect you to live one, right? because you don't align. 
So again, the relationship becomes just a constant source of contention and frustration as opposed to what friendship really should be, which is relief and support. So you really want to pay attention to those signs that to see if you're equally yoked as equally yoked as friends. Sometimes you can grow out of a person like we talked about and now you where you once aligned, you no longer align. So pay attention to that. Another thing that shows um, that you need to accept signs of an expired friendship is that you can't celebrate your wins with them. You can't celebrate your wins with them. There is no, absolutely no competition amongst genuine friends. None. Now, I'm not talking about you playing a game or something, but even that, be careful, because that could be a sign of a person's heart, you know? Um, if you're unable to share good news or you get uncomfortable when you do share that good news because it might hurt their feelings or you find that it instigates comparison, so they, you share one thing you're doing, now they got to do share what they're doing. You do this, now they got to talk about what they're, they're doing this. They can't just allow you to have your moment. Envy and jealousy is in the midst. And in true, genuine friendship, envy and jealousy is nowhere, okay? What that envy and jealousy brings is chaos and disorder to you. It is very unhealthy. James 3.16 says, for where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there is what? Disorder, unrest. A lot of people are jealous of you, but they pretend to be your friend and inside they have so much unrest whenever you do well or you progress or you set boundaries or you're you know, getting healthier, getting better and you're trying to not just call yourself higher but call them higher. There's such an unrest with them. It's like they can't get right around you like that they want you to remain the same so it says where that exists there's disorder which is unrest rebellion going against not they think they're going against you but it's the most high if the most high is the one who your heart is full of and every not some not one or two every evil thing comes from this jealousy and selfish ambition Every evil thing and morally degrading practice. When people are jealous of you, they do things that they wouldn't even think they would ever do. Um, especially when they're supposed to be your friend. I've been in friendships with people who've been jealous of me as I've grown and progressed and life has changed and increased and gotten better for me. And um, it's gone from this thing of seemingly being happy for me to having like underhanded compliments or commenting on a post with a like a half-hearted um excitement it's like wait it's like backhanded like wait what was that like you know that's not a friend something's going on there and when jealousy and envy is in the heart of a person if that's not plucked up you know we might have our moments where we're tempted but when somebody lives in that like the scripture is showing us, rebellion comes, unrest comes, every evil thing. They are morally degrading and they make a practice and a habit of it towards you. With one, the friend I'm talking about for, for this issue in this story, when I ended that friendship, a number of things came out of her mouth that I didn't know she thought about me. I was like, whoa, you think that? That's in your heart about me? 
So there was some jealousy there. There was some envy there that I wasn't even fully aware of until we had this confrontation. So be careful when somebody that's supposed to be your friend can't celebrate you when you win. Um, friends who do not want you to progress, friends who don't support you on the way to your goals and, and, and throughout your progression, friends who don't respond happily when you progress are holding your progress back. They're holding it back. They're, they're almost hoping, they're almost working against you. And that is the opposite of the definition of a friend. When we look at David and Jonathan, I did a, a, a little series on friendship. That friendship, he was like propelling David forward. He was protecting David. Especially in those times, you didn't go against like your father. Jonathan's going against his father in helping David. You know what I'm saying? So for a person to try to like hold you back, no, that's, that's unhealthy. You want to leave them behind not leave your growth and your progress behind so that you can hold on to somebody who really, really ain't holding on to you. They holding on to something else and they feelings. So, um, a third thing that we want to accept are some ways to end it. If we accept the signs that we just talked about, these are some ways that we need to accept to end it. Cause sometimes we'll be like, well, there's no way to end it. It's nothing I can do. I don't know. I don't know what to do. Um, we, there, there are some ways to end it. One of the more easier ways is to just stop trying. If the friendship, um, isn't that, um, valuable or isn't that, um, possibly hasn't gone on that long and you just stop trying. What happens is someone who really doesn't want to be friends with you or you're not a priority for them. They, they won't reach out unless you do. And so if you start reaching out, the dying friendship usually just fades away. And um, those types of situations don't usually warrant a conversation to have closure, that it's over. I know some of us, we need closure, I need closure, I need closure. We need to accept sometimes we won't have closure from them in the way that we thought. Our closure will be within us. And so for some situations, you just stop trying and then it just, it fades away. Or you can make it official. Like we have an official end to this relationship, which is the conversation that I had with my ex friend of 18 years. Um, we made it official. We are not friends anymore. Of course you don't have to be nasty about it, but I want to make this clear. So you don't text me anymore. So you don't call me anymore. So you don't communicate with me anymore as though we are friends because we are not anymore. Um, and so sometimes you'll have that conversation for those reasons. So many times it's not you ending it. Cause that's what they might say. Like you're ending our friendship over that, or you're doing this. Why are you doing this? You, 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 you're doing this to me. And you want to make it clear that no, your unrepentant behavior is ending our friendship. No, your denial is ending our friendship. No, your abuse of my grace is ending our friendship. It's not me ending it. I wanted the relationship to continue. I've confronted you about this. I've had several conversations. You refuse. So that is what is ending it. So in that closure conversation, that may be something that you say and, um, you know, just kind of stick to what, what you feel. Cause you know, they may have all these, but this, 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 and that, I'm like, but this is where I stand on this. This is, this is what I feel when this happens, you know? Um, 
just know that in unrepentance, if it has anything to do with a, a friend who's supposed to be your friend, but they're being, they're unrepentant towards you, it means that um, you have confronted the issue, m maybe even, possibly even many times, and they refuse to resolve it. That's when you know there's unrepentance there because I've confronted you, I've come to you. I followed the steps that we talked about in the True Tribe Challenge where we talk about, you know, in scripture how it says you go to the person, then you bring someone with you, then you may go with a group or a counselor, and if they still are behaving like that, you treat them differently. Maybe you've done that with this person and they still refuse. Then there's unrepentance because I keep trying with you and you're not responding. Um, whatever the case, in most cases, take some time to process you know, what is happening. Like I had to process the patterns. Like, yo, I thought this was my friend, but friendship doesn't include this kind of behavior, right? So I had to analyze and process the patterns that were going on over the course of a number of years. And then I had to decide for myself and make up my mind whether I was ready to end that friendship for good because let your yes be yes and your no be no. I don't want to tell you I'm in this relationship as friends and then we're on the phone next week. You know what I'm saying? This is why we had the conversation. If I'm making this decision, I mean what I said. And so then the dynamics change. You don't have to hate the person. You don't have to turn around. If you see the person in the street, you can say hi. But we just, what friendship commands and demands and requires, the covenant of that, we no longer have. I don't, um, I don't, I don't have to be loyal to you in that way anymore, right? So... The last thing when it comes to um, accept, accepting some ways that you can end a friendship that has expired is that you can just go no contact. Just let's go. Well, some people say ghost them. And some people say it's wrong to ghost people. Toxic people should most likely be ghosted if they are so, their responses are so abusive to you that you can't have a conversation with them. So we talked about in Healing Pain with Proverbs on Monday about wisdom not trying to help a fool because of what the fool will do to you. This is a situation where you just go no contact. You just like, this is not, you know, it is what it is. With toxic situations, um, you're being poisoned by a manipulative person, an envious person, a person who constantly violates your boundaries or other emotional abuses. And in those cases, you don't need to feel any need to owe them an explanation for ending that friendship or going your separate way. Cause it's just gonna make, they're just gonna poison you more. Your first priority in those situations is your self care from further emotional poison. And again, we know poison kills, right? We're not talking about just preference, we're talking about poison. So some things you can do is block their number so that you don't even have to be faced with going back and forth with them or people they may send to call you. I've had situations where I've ended relationships with family members and then they call me from different phone numbers and they're texting me from different phone numbers and it's just like antagonizing me, right? Block the number, block them on social media. It ultimately got to one point in one situation where I had to change my entire phone number just so I wouldn't have to deal with the poison of particular people. And then you also wanna let mutual associates know who have a, some type of relationship with the both of you that you're no longer engaging with this person. And on top of that, that they should not ask you to because sometimes people don't understand the choice that you need to make for you because they don't have to make it for them. And so they'll try to enforce on you 
what their relationship is with someone when you have two totally different relationships with that person. You need to talk to them. You need, it, it can really uh, put you in such a um, compromised state where you can't stick to whatever your boundary is or what is healthy for you because this person or people keep trying to make you be back in relationship with someone who you know is not healthy for you anymore. You know this is expired. This, this is this is done. It's rotten. It's expired in my life. There's no fruit here. There's no growth. There's no love. There's no spirit of the most high in this, right? So a fourth thing when it comes to expired friendships is um, accepting the aftermath. I think a lot of us forget this part because it takes so much to end the friendship or acknowledge or accept that a friendship has expired that we don't consider the aftermath of it and that we need to accept it, what that aftermath is. So these are four things you wanna consider when it comes to the aftermath. And some of y'all might already know, you know what this feels like, but it's um, knowing that it is emotionally draining and that it hurts breaking up with a friend. Like I said earlier, it feels like a divorce. It could even feel like a death because the person isn't dead, but the relationship is that you once had with this person. And that hurts a lot. There's nothing abnormal about that. But be prepared to feel that pain and not be surprised when you feel it or feel like, oh, well, maybe I did something wrong or, you know, maybe I made the wrong choice or, oh, this is, I shouldn't have done this. You know, of course I can't, I can't, I'm not in your personal situation, so I can't tell you whether you made the right decision or not. But if somebody is toxic, if any of these signs are relevant in this situation, that's a, a good indicator that you made the right choice. So accept that it that 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 hurts, you know, and for some more than others. And then give your spell yourself space to grieve that loss. Like, let's not just I'm over it. It's okay. No, I'm not over that yet. It still hurts. When I ended the that 18 year friendship, I talked about it a lot with my husband, you know, and he's probably, he didn't say this, but it's like, okay, she's talking about this again. Cause I was grieving that process. It took me time to come face to face with the fact that someone who I thought I would be friends with forever is not a friend anymore. Someone who I've called on to petition the most high with is someone I'm not going to call on anymore and coming to terms that this friendship is not what it once was anymore and cannot be that anymore. I've outgrown this thing that hurts. So we need to give ourselves time to grieve that, right? So be kind to yourself when you feel guilty or you feel confused and just know it's gonna take some time. It's gonna take some time. Um, I have a video on self-talk, um, talk that talk, I think I titled it. Watch that video when you are calling yourself stupid or dumb or you made the wrong decision or see I shouldn't have did no I made a wise decision to disconnect from an expired relationship that is not just rotten but is trying to rot me like expired things do they go rotten so we got we have to talk to ourselves like that to help us remember then you also want to set up boundaries to protect yourself against potential backlash because the toxic ones, they usually have backlash. They like to go around telling everybody a different story. They like to lie on you. They like to say, you know, you're unforgiving. You're not loving. Look what you did. She did this. You're doing too much. They, they, they have this whole other narrative. You done, you done, they didn't go and tell everybody how many times you've tried to 
um, resolve the situation. They're not going to tell anybody how many times you, you've been there for them. They're not going to tell anybody, you know, that side of it. They're going to tell people the things that make you look like the villain. So we want to be, um, careful to set up boundaries for backlash so that when it happens, like it usually does with a toxic friend, we are prepared to nurture ourselves and protect ourselves from that poison. So, um, one of the ways that you can protect yourself is to consider like, this might make me depressed. You know, if you've been in a friendship for a long time and they, they held a, a, a daily, you know, um, place in your life where you had some daily interactions and all of a sudden you don't have that anymore, you may feel depression. And so if that's disrupting your day to day, you want to maybe fast from the social connections that are tied to them. Stop looking at what they're posting, seeing if they got subliminals, you know, at you, like I talked about on the song toxic, because people would do that. Um, or sometimes they're not doing that, but you think it's about you and you're just setting yourself up to be triggered all day, like nonstop. So just disconnect from them. Um, some people feel like, oh, you, you being mean, we can't even, no, you just disconnect. Cause I don't want to see what you might say that when I'm trying to heal from ending this friendship. Right. So you don't have to stay connected to them. Um, you can also seek support from your healthy friends or your healthy family members, or if you don't have people that, you know, you can trust with what you're going through in that friendship, or you just don't want to tell them or talk to them about it. You can talk to a counselor or a coach, you know, some people are like, it's not that serious to go to a counselor. It, it depends if that friendship was very long-term and your lives were, um, very interconnected like they were involved in your children's lives they were involved in your family's lives they were there for some of your toughest moments your happiest moments and now that is gone yeah you might need to talk to somebody so that you know don't listen to people saying you're doing too much when it comes to that talk to a counselor or a coach if you feel like you need to and then you also want to trust that the absence becomes less of a void over time that void will not feel like the way it does at first forever um, as you fill yourself up with, so you got to replace that void by filling yourself up with and surrounding yourself with healthier people, healthier connections, healthier relationships, where there's truth, where there's love, where there is kindness. You want to fill yourself up with that in your life and your schedule and, you know, your entertainment and your social media and all that. Let me just disconnect this real quick because my computer's about to die. My bad, y'all. I gotta put my charger on. Um, you wanna surround yourself with people like that. So, to help you process this information, I want to give you an assignment. Um, when I saw that this 80% on this poll right here, I was like, whoa, that's really high. That means people are probably really dealing with dealing with this. And I think that as we grow spiritually, we outgrow um many of our connections if they're not growing in that same direction and that can hurt and we can feel like we don't know like what to do or how to handle that so i wanted to really give this um some uh, some effort and some time for you and i have an assignment that i want you to work on so that you can process what we just talked about if i was helping someone one-on-one -on -one, this is an assignment similar to what i would give so let's take a look at this assignment. You can take a screenshot if you need to. One, I would like you to write down two things, what you learned 
and also what you must change for each of the four things that we talked about uh, for you to accept. So again, those four things was accept the reasons that it happens. It happens. This is not like abnormal. You People expire. Relationships expire. It happens. The second thing to accept was the signs that there's an expiration in a friendship and the breakup probably needs to result. And then we talked about that scripture. And then a third is accept the ways to end it. There are ways to end it. Accept that, that you don't have to be stuck not knowing what to do and accept the aftermath that sometimes there are things that come in the aftermath of having to do that. So, um, list that some people may be like, well, Zara, I don't know, you know, how to do that. If you're a visual learner, take a screenshot of this one right here. So I have four boxes that um, I put here, or you could just have four sections, however you want your sections to be. They can be boxes, they can be vertical, they can be um, diagonal, horizontal, however you want to do it. But in each section, you're going to put the four things that we just talked about. And in each of those sections, you're going to list the two things, what I learned and what I must change. So for the first thing, accept that it happens. What did I learn about the fact that this happens? That this is not like some foreign, you know, abnormal thing. The fact that relationships expire and that all relationships are not supposed to last forever. What did I learn? So we all learned something different from that point, right? Some of us had different revelations and different takeaways. What was yours? And then don't stop there. What must I change in my thinking, in my perspective, in my decision-making, in my boundaries, in my circle? What is it that I need to change when it comes to this point? Then you go to the second one. What do you need to, ex when we talked about accepting the signs, what did you learn? What, the, what must you change? Go back and listen to it if you need to like, you know, work through it again. And then accept the ways to end it. What did I learn? What must I change? Do I need to end this friendship? In what way out of the three ways that we talked about may I need to end it? And then accept the aftermath. When it comes to the aftermath, what did I learn? What must I change? Do Is there a conversation I need to have with some people? Maybe about the fact that this friendship is, you know, no longer serving either of us. So please don't ask me to hang out with this person. Please don't try to make me be friends with this person again. You know, whatever it is, you want to ask yourself, what do you need to change when it comes to the aftermath so that you can protect and nurture yourself from someone who's just no longer good for your life? And, you know, it's not to say that this person is like an evil um bad person and you hate them no it's not that it's just that again we outgrow things some people are just some relationships are just for season some things expire it's okay it's no hate it doesn't have to be a hatred the most high don't even want that in your heart towards another person like that you know maybe their behavior but not necessarily like a person so it's like it's no hate it's just that i'm doing what's good for me it's a part of self-care for me it's a part of loving me enough to know what is um, iron in my life, what is healthy, what is loving for me, and what is not, and honoring that when I see it, right? So the second thing that I would like you to do is to do a Bible study on these specific scriptures, and that includes Proverbs 17, 17, 1 Corinthians 15, 33, and Proverbs 18, 24. 
please do a Bible study on those particular scriptures. I picked them for a reason. You can do your own Bible study or I have a Bible study available at ZaraHairston.com slash shop. And it is, a lot of people have saying it's been really helpful in helping them work through scripture and not just work through scripture, but apply it to their actual life regarding some decision that they have to make. All of the steps are outlined for you. There's space for you to just fill in. I pretty much did it for you. You just got to fill in how you're led and what you're seeing and what the most high is showing you. So you can visit ZariHarrison.com slash shop and download that Bible study guide for these three scriptures right here. Proverbs 17, 17, 1 Corinthians 15, 33, and Proverbs 18, 24. So I hope that helped you. I'm about to get out of here. I'm going to talk to you all um, another day about what happened on Monday with um, healing pain with Proverbs. Um, I got some of your comments and messages. Thank you for the people that were concerned when I was crying. Because I cry and I get emotional about the Most High. Um, but when I had reference in the prayer that there was a spiritual attack I was facing, it was very serious. It was um, life-threatening, a life-threatening issue that I didn't know was life-threatening until I got out of that live. But going into the live, something happened and um, it just threw me all the way off to the point I couldn't even fully process it because I was literally about to go live. And I'm like, I couldn't even start to, to, think, to think about it. But thank you to those who just were kind and, and um, loving about what was going on. I will uh possibly share another time um about that because i'm currently still dealing with it um right now as we speak so i don't want to give something too much energy uh publicly if i don't know certain people but if you found this live helpful can you please show me and do two things give it a thumbs up so hit the like button and also share it Make sure that you are subscribed to this channel if you are not. Um, and send this video to somebody. You never know who needs this, who we can help. A lot of times we're in friendships and relationships that have expired and we're holding on to things that are holding us back. So share it with someone. And also, did you know, I don't know if you know or not, that you can get instant notifications about lives just like this one because sometimes youtube is not sending you notifications as i've heard from some of you all so uh, look in the description to this video for my personal telegram invitation link last but definitely not least i have so much love for y'all i want to say before i go i like to thank Truth Tribe patrons who help me make free content, including videos, exercises, like this video exercise, everything I did just now took hours to put together, even though it did, it doesn't look like it. Um, but the videos, the exercises and resources, just like this live that you're watching right now, um, I truly appreciate your support patrons. And I'm sure those who benefit from your giving appreciate it too. All right, y'all, um, I will have to look at the comments after the fact because I have to get ready to go. Um, but go ahead and watch a recommended video on the next screen. 
or I'll see you next live if you get my notifications. And if I see a comment that needs to be responded to, I will try to bring it up at another time. But I am, uh, I'm, you know, working through some things right now, but I just, I wanted to get this out of the way. And um, so I'm not gonna stay on here too long to do comments. That is, I hope this video helped you and I'll see you next time. Peace to the tribe. They always told me love's supposed to suffer long. I looked it up in the lexicon. It said that suffering actually means the act of being patient. Have I been patient with you? And who is to decide when long is long enough? And what do I do when I feel I've had enough?